to my gridiron constituency out there. Today is June 11th, 2020. The heat index is at an all-time high, and I'm joined here by Max, a.k.a. Ulysses S. Grant, and Scott Shettig, a.k.a. Darsh Scott. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing pretty good. Thank you very much. How are you doing today, Huckatron? I am doing great. Uh, how was Lake Charles? Did you win anything? Mm, definitely not any money, but I had a great time. Got a good tan. Pool was fucking packed. Hit that lazy river. It was a good time. Nice, nice. So you took care of yourself uh, health-wise, right? Of course, of course. Good. That's Stay number one. Back. That's number one behind, uh, you know, trying to win money at the craft table. I'm sure you had a good time. Experiences, you know, sometimes outweigh money. So, so I'm sure uh, it was worth it. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. It was. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, but it, but it is important to stay safe, and I hope everybody out there is staying safe and uh, you know keeping your social distancing going on as well. Not only still, for yourself, uh, no yeah, not only for yourself, but for us also. We're all going to be yep. in tight areas, sleeping in the same rooms, on couches, sitting next to each other, wrestling with each other in about two months. So make sure you're staying safe out there. Yeah, wearing a mask, etc. Okay, so this is the episode where we're going to be going over what most of us conclude, at least as it pertains to our league, the most important fantasy position, and that's QB. Um, the the best QBs are usually triple divid, digits above uh, the middle of the pack guys and can make a huge difference when it comes to being a playoff team. Um, it's the difference between being a playoff team or the one that's struggling every week and that's searching for that seven, eight, nine, ten spot at the end of the year. Um, so as I say that, we have to acknowledge that Chase gave the big middle finger to that strategy last year by not taking a QB until his fifth pick. I'm not going to argue what round that was. I can't really remember. Max, do you recall? Matthew uh, Stafford. Yeah, he, no, it was uh, Matthew Stafford in the fifth and Joe Flacco in like the sixth or seventh. Fifth round? Pretty sure. Wow. Okay, so he, he so, loves Stafford. Yes, I and we knew he loved Stafford, um, but not only did he pick two QBs late, but the ones he drafted didn't finish the year. I mean, Stafford only lasted you know half the year, and Flacco didn't keep his job because he's awful. Um, and he so, almost lost the season on that trade for Cam Newton. That that obviously you know had the floor pulling out from bottom. Um, so he he really made some pretty clutch moves in the season to save that because he was very close to, to not even making the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he held the position together with mm -hmm. duct tape the whole year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it brings me to this. How do you feel about the fantasy evolution of the QB as it pertains to the gridiron? Do you still think it's imperative that we take QBs early and often? Max, what do you think? Uh, I love it. I love it because it's different because for years it was, okay, we already know who the first four picks are going to be. It's in some order, Peyton, Brady, Breeze, Rogers. Um, and like he had to make some crazy trades, probably some, some one-sided trades in his favor in order to do it. And he really had to stack his team at every other position to make it work. Right. But I think, I mean, this is something that I hate to talk about one quarterback leagues because they're a joke, but they kind of, they are really a joke. around no, no, that exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I love it. It's something different. It's 
there aren't that many ways that we can draft start to finish. And so Chase doing something monumentally different that probably hasn't been done in the last five to 10 years in this league and definitely hasn't been done with that much success. I love it. I think it's great. Yep. Scott, what do you think? Think QBs are uh, still at an all-time high as far as importance? I, I think that it's almost, you know, it's different now because like like Max said, back in the day, there were just a few, you know, there was those top five guys that you knew they're going to put up 30 to 40 points every week. And now it feels, it feels like every year those top four guys are different four guys. So it's hard to yeah. really know which ones they are. But there is a, you know, a myriad uh, of other kind of mediocre to maybe good quarterbacks. And that's exactly what Chase played on last year. And it paid off. And, yeah, he – I mean, that was – everybody's kind of trading around and gambling uh, with free agency and trades anyways, and his just had to be quarterbacks. And it still worked. Um, I personally don't play that game. I like having a fucking stud quarterback at least one. And my second guy is not a guy that I have to be like, ah, shit, you're going to lose a job this week. Is it this week? It's this week, isn't it? You're going to lose a job? God damn it. I don't want to be that guy. You know, that's that's the, that's the other part of it. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I still think QB is, is king, even though, uh, you know, Chase – went without QBs. Max did it a few years ago where he didn't really have any good QBs. So we know it's still possible. Um, but I still think later picks in the first round need to be make ed- or later picks. They need to make educated decisions based on what's available by preference. Uh, if you decide to take a running back in the first round, you, at that point, you better be damn sure you have some sleeper QBs or some Q- QBs that you feel are extremely undervalued that you can take in the second and third fourth. Uh, the reason Chase had success is that he spot- stockpiled some picks later on uh, in the first and got good value on two trades. So I, I know he traded for, he traded for t- to you, um, and he traded, I, I believe, with me. Um, he was virtually the same at every other position, and it wasn't like we figured that out week five, six, seven. We're like, wow, Chase, you did a good job. None of us saw that coming. While we were drafting, we knew that he had the best wide receivers and the best running backs and a solid yeah. tight end. It was literally like the seventh, eighth, ninth round where we were like, okay, well, can you survive without quarterbacks? You have McCaffrey, you have, you know, whoever. And honestly, uh, Stafford not finishing the year, it's his first year ever not doing that. So it's not, that's, that's not on Chase. Like, that should have been a good bet, I feel like. He had a great year prior to going down. He had yeah. a great year prior to going and down. And most years he, he, he stays up, upright. So it's like, it's not on Chase that, like, I feel like that was a good bet. It just mm-hmm. happened to go south, but. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, we're moving on to the next next thing. So I don't like to look into how someone finished last year. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, let's go into what do you look for QBs? What do you look for in QBs uh, going into the draft? Max? Um, a lot of things. The first and foremost, I like to look at what changed weapons-wise. What, what new receivers did they get? Did they get a new stud tight end? Is their O-line better? Are they, is there new coaching staff to, to work with that might suit them a little bit better than the last one? Um, beyond that, it's based off what they do last season. You know, there's, we can look at yards and sacks and, you know, things along those lines and try and factor in the people they had to throw to and all the – all the other factors. My favorite is on pro football reference. Um, they've got percentage of bad throws made, uh, 
percentage of how often the ball was dropped. You know, there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff for each individual quarterback here that kind of gives you some context around last year's stats, especially for guys like, you know, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Tannehill, um, Matt Stafford, especially with only eight games played. Uh, There's a lot of information there. So I kind of dig into that and then highlight eight to 10 guys like, okay, I could see this guy playing for my team. Yep. Scott, what do you think? What do you look for in QBs? Um, you know, for a, a lot of me, for, for me, it's, it's consistency. You know, I want to make sure that this guy is going to be playing, you know, because mm-hmm. you're no good to me off the field. That's true. And a lot, a lot of times, you know, like there's a lot of guys, yeah, that's great. But if he puts his body on line too much, I, I can't really see him playing for me. Look, Mar Jackson, great quarterback, puts up lots of points. I couldn't see myself put him, putting him on my team because I feel like every play, it, he's one play away from being on the sideline. And yeah. RG3's like just chomping at the bits. I know he's chomping at the fucking bits. Right. But, you know, we might see him this year. We might, see, we might never see him. You know, Russell Wilson is – I feel like I, I can trust Russell Wilson because he has a track record of like, fuck, man, he guy never goes, goes down. Or never stays gets, down. He gets hurt, but he just gets back up every single time. Yeah, he gets back up. Yeah, no, he, he's, very, he's very durable. Sean Watson's starting to show that kind of thing. But um, for me, like I said, a lot of it's uh, uh, the consistency. I agree with Max on the uh, free agency acquisitions uh, and their weapons in general, if they're growing, if they've added, if they fixed anything on their, uh, for their situation, even on defensively, you know, if their defense is too weak, that can be a good thing offensively. If your quarterback's out there throwing ball every, every down, I've had plenty of garbage QBs who are, you know, not considered great my Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the day winning the championship because when my number one guys and putting up star points, he's still out there in the fourth quarter slinging it for fucking garbage points. And sometimes you need that to win a game. We all know that. But what, yeah. what do you, what do you think, Huck? What do you, what do you look at? Uh, so like I was trying starting to talk about earlier, I don't like to go off the rankings of last year. So you look at like uh, who ranked one through 10 in, in fancy points It's a good jumping off point, but it's not something that I really like to stick on too much. With QBs uh, who are going to be good. I mean, good top five, top 10 at the end of the year, they're going to improve on the year before. Okay. So they're going to take their last year, unless they were already top 10, they're going to take their last year and they're going to improve. So I know football is a unique sport and shouldn't often be compared with golf, but think about it like this. Imagine hitting a shot once and then six months later, you have hit, you have to hit the same shot, different club, taking all the things that you learned about what you did wrong, um, and uh, and what are the chances that you're going to hit the ball in the same place on your next try? It just there are too many different variables and too many things that happen in an off season uh, that things are going to happen the exact same way. So you have to adjust uh, to what's going to happen with the changes that have happened in the uh, off season. Uh, so the things that I look at, I look at three things. Um, the, the first thing is skill. Does this person have the physical tools to be successful in the NFL? You know, you, you look at some people and I'll bring up Baker Mayfield. Uh, the, the tools around him are great. Um, and they were great last year, but he couldn't get the job done. It makes me sit there and think, do you have the ability to go out there and, win games and be a great fancy quarterback with all this stuff around you and you can't get it done. You have to ask yourself, do they have skill? Does Gardner Minshew have the skill to be a top 10 quarterback? Uh, I'm not going to answer that right now. Maybe we'll answer it later. 
the knowledge. Did this person learn anything from the year before? Will they make the same mistakes? Did they change playbooks? Stuff like that. Uh, a lot of times rookies come in and they do just awful. I mean, I think Daniel Jones led the league in fumbles last year. I think he had 20-something. Uh, will he have that many fumbles? Probably not. So you can take that into account and say, okay, I'll take Daniel Jones here instead of here. Um, you know, the people that were already up there, will they lose that knowledge? Will they start to get lazy? Uh, you know, you don't know. And also, and the last thing is the obvious thing, the environment. Does he have the people around him to make it successful? And can those people make plays on their own accord? Can he throw him them a screen? Uh, you know, can he dump one off and somebody take it to the distance? It, it makes people like Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, people that have those great running backs uh, a little bit more valuable because honestly, they're not doing any of the work. Uh, so yeah, those are the things I look at. I look at those three things and I try to evaluate them on that. Um, and then also whether I just hate the guy. Uh, some people just really turn me off. Yeah, um, I, I can understand that. And I do think that there are a lot of people this year that are uh, going to either make a big jump forward, stay the same, which is kind of making a step backwards or get worse. Mm -hmm. uh, because there are a lot of people go, a lot of quarterbacks going into their second or third year that had decent numbers last year. Like you were saying, Daniel Jones, if you know, kind of make a, make a few uh, corrections could actually have a very big year. Mm -hmm. I can't Absolutely. imagine. Uh, so I think this year quarterback wise, there is a, bigger uh, a bigger difference that from the previous year than we've seen in a really long time as far as who the best quarterbacks are some of those middle tier quarterbacks that have the potential to be elite this year things along those lines guys that we expected to be great last year versus what we expect from them this year um everything it's it's incredibly different you know like Ryan Tannehill lost his job and came in as a backup last year now this year looks like he could be a promising fantasy player you know, I don't know what to make of Carson Wentz. Ben Roethlisberger didn't play all last year, and he was elite prior to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's so many things that are different now. Well, I think there's going to be a larger group of elite quarterbacks this year, actually, um, because with the required uh, six-foot social distancing between the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, <laughs> they're going to be just – they're going to be getting yards all over the place. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's a good point. Um I think it's a, a May, June, July type type thing. Uh, Neil said it best. He said, I'm looking at quarterbacks and I love them all. I want them all. Um, in May, June, July, you look at these guys and you go, yeah, I'd take it pretty much two, any two of these guys, any three of these guys. Uh, I think as we get closer and as you start to realize, okay, this is the reality of what Drew Locke is. It's the reality of Sam Darnold. This is the reality of – Brian Tannehill, maybe he's, he can't continue the magic they had from last year. You start to say, I do not want this guy. I definitely want this guy. Maybe the group can separate themselves. Um, but, yes, I think that we usually see the top half quarterbacks um, as somebody that somebody wants. You know, they're attractive. Uh, but, but we'll get into it first. Uh, I wanted to say, again, just after last week, we're going to have an expert uh, who led the league in points at that position uh, every week on the podcast. This week, we won't have a special guest. It'll be just me. I led the league in quarterback points last year. Luckily, don't know how I did it with uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, two rushing leaders 
and Shedder just mentioned that they are risks to get hurt on pretty much every play. No injuries. So um, will that luck last for whoever owns them this year? We'll see. Um, but yes, uh, next week I'll announce early. Next week's going to be our running back podcast. And we will have Chase on as an expert. Uh, this week you're just going to have to deal with me. Uh, let's jump into the segment. What are you? <laughs> what are you drinking, Max? So I am drinking uh, Pedernales High Plains Tempranillo from 2017, made in Fredericksburg. It's delicious. Very nice. Very nice. Shedek, what are you drinking? I'm having a uh, dry Bombay Sapphire martini, shaken, not stirred, with a uh, lemon twist. Very classy. Uh, that you, I noticed that you didn't go with the martini glass, but just a, a wine. You know, I, I, I just like my things stemless, you know? Stemless. Yeah. Yeah, it's new age. New age what about yourself? What are, you, what are you having? I am practicing for the draft. Uh, I'm going with the White Claw Black Cherry. Oh. This is my favorite yeah. uh, flavor of the Black Cherry. Uh, it's good. It's light. Um, I, I can pound six of these and still be able to wake up in the morning. Okay, so uh, so yeah, I'm doing that. But uh, it's good to, good to be back talking football, having a few uh, drinks with people, uh, even though it's not uh you know in person hopefully it will be soon soon enough uh, and, and max i've heard a lot of good things about uh frederick's record wine uh, country and things up up that way actually I follow a few uh uh wine blogs about uh, about them there's some really nice wineries out that way Dude, it's a really good time i would recommend it it's one of those uh if you take your girlfriend or wife there and and you know you think you're earning brownie points but ultimately like you can get one of those uh tour or five different wineries get hammered drunk oh, yeah. and it's like 120 bucks it's a real good real good yeah, uh heard, investment. Really nice. but they're actually move, getting along because i used to be very uh bit snobby about uh, my wine and didn't think that uh, anything i tasted was very good but they're they've really developed some very uh, fine varietals up that way because the uh, temperatures get cold enough to create uh some ex- excellent wines so it can be it can be quite exquisite very nice maybe uh i i can reach out to them talk to them about a sponsorship yeah we're classing up the podcast here yes yes yeah. Um, but yeah classy not trashy along, uh, this is something about football right so yeah something about football so this is a qb episode so what we're going to do is we're going to break it down by division we're going to rank people by division as to not give people uh the insight of what our um, exact rankings are, but uh, we can kind of reveal inside the divisions who we think the favorite is as far as quarterback. Uh, and this will kind of be the format that we do for every position. Um, so what we'll do is we'll start with uh, Scott's home, uh, his favorite division, and we'll start with the AFC North. Uh, Scott, how do you feel the quarterback uh, quarterbacks of the AFC North shaking out? Well, really, I mean – uh, assuming everybody stays healthy, you know, because if Big Ben can come back and be that comeback player of the year as we all want him to be, um, you know, it's it'd be between him and Lamar Jackson, really. And it could probably shake down to those two games when they play is who wins that, essentially. Um, looking at the two years, looking at Ben, obviously not Ben's last year, but the year before that, looking at their numbers, Lamar Jackson last year put up 36 – touchdowns only six 
interceptions with seven rushing touchdowns. And that's the other thing is his rushing attack allows him to minimize his mistakes as far as throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. This big Ben two years ago, when he had an amazing year, st- still threw 16 interceptions to his 34 touchdowns with mm-hmm. only two rushing touchdowns. So uh, Lamar Jackson kind of has the edge on that. And plus, with his rushing attack, he's also controlling the clock. So, uh, you know, Big Ben has a lot of weapons this year. They added uh, Eric Ebron. Uh, they added Chase Claypool in the draft. Um, they added uh, uh, run, another running back as well. If if those guys can step up and really make plays for him, because his biggest his biggest challenge is going to be staying on the field. Because if he goes out like last year and they got to deal with Devlin Hodges or they call Mason Rudolph back or somebody like that, and you know, God, what <laughs> a scumbag. They saw they they said they might sign him just for the Browns game because they figured well if we can get Miles Garrett suspended again it's worth it. You Wait, know? Mason Rudolph isn't on the Steelers anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're gonna. Oh, bring back they're gonna they're gonna put him in. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah, it. Yeah, but I I think really it's between them two and then um, you know obviously I would like to see Joe Burrow do well as overall first pick, um, but Baker Mayfield at least has the experience he. Kind of had a rough year last year, going twenty-two and twenty-one touchdowns, interceptions. Um, but you know, this is his make-or-break year. I think this year we're either going to see him lose his job or become the Browns' quarterback. That was hard to say because no one's ever done that. Right. So the, the the betting man is on losing his job. So okay, that's kind of how I feel they about the AFC North right now. Yeah. All right, Max. Max. Yep. So uh, I think in order it goes Lamar Jackson. Uh, Shadig, you're not going to like this. I have Baker Mayfield one spot above Ben Roethlisberger and then Joe Burrow. My reasoning is Lamar Jackson, it's obvious. You know, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Huck, you, you hit on that again. I, I contend you will not be able to find a gem of a quarterback three years in a row, but we'll see. Um, so Baker Mayfield burned me last year. I traded Trevor for him and he just sucked. And the biggest problem was he had the lowest pocket time in the NFL. He had less time to throw than anybody else. He didn't get the most sacks in the NFL, but he had a lot of throwaways and a lot of bad throws that he threw way too early because he had no time. Um, so they drafted a new left tackle. They signed Jack Conklin to be their right tackle. He's a really good uh, offensive lineman from the Titans. And they signed Austin Hooper as a new tight end target, and they still have uh, Njoku, Beckham, all those people. The reason I don't have them ranked higher is because the new head coach is Kevin Stefanski, who likes to run the ball and has two elite running backs. Um, He was offense coordinator for the Vikings last year, and when he did that, Kirk Cousins was 24th in the league in intended air yards. They they don't air it out. He is a little dink and dunk run the ball down the field, take a field goal if you need it kind of coach. Okay. Uh, the Steelers added Eric Ebron, brick hands, but he's a big guy. And Roethlisberger's back. So that's a huge boon. I still think he's a great quarterback. He is. I hope so. <laughs> no, like, um, I just need him to stay healthy. You know, If he stays healthy, yeah, I agree. It just He just needs to stay out there. Well, that and we haven't seen a full season of him without Antonio Brown. You know, like I love the raw talent they have at wide receiver, but is it 
is he like if Antonio Brown was there, he's a bona fide top eight quarterback and nobody's questioning it. But right now without him, you still, you know, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, I agree. I think it comes down to the run game a little bit more for him because he's always had that before with, with Battis and Willie Parker. Now James Conner, he, he run, he tries to run everybody over and he's not a huge guy. I mean, yeah, he's got a big back right now, I guess, but eventually they're going to start doing steroid testing again. He's going to have to flush <laughs> that out and it'll just shrink back down. So that's like, that's great. But like uh, eventually when social distancing is over, they'll be sticking needles in his butt. Oh, for yeah. sure. Right. But they still have an elite O-line. Um, so I, he's, I still expect him to be a good quarterback. I just, I like Baker a little bit more, even if he throws a little bit less. Um, yeah. I, I think Joe Burrow's in for a rough year. So I, I, he's not. He doesn't have much around him. I don't feel like. I don't feel like he has enough around him for for a guy like that. It kind of feels like he has to come in and carry the team almost. And I don't think he's no. Obviously, he's no. Not ready for that. He's got great. What do you? Great weapons. What what do you you feel? Do you? I don't. It's like nothing. He's got mediocre weapons. He's got. He's got. He's got weapons. If AJ Green's healthy, he's got Tyler Boyd. They drafted T Higgins. They just have no O line. They added Xavier Suafilo. That's it. And he's awful. All Texans fans I, know that. I personally don't think AJ Green's ever going to be 100% again. Yeah, that might be. So, Lamar Jackson, I have as a consensus number one here in this division. I don't think he reaches the heights he did last year. I don't think you can go up against NFL defenses two years in a row and do the same shit, run around, throw the ball. I mean, it's a talented thing. Don't get me wrong, but it is a one-trick pony. Um, and so, I, 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 he'll probably play the same type of ball. Okay. He's going to scramble. They're going to run. They're going to run the option. They're going to try to hide the ball, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he is always an injury risk because he had a record percentage of fantasy points on the ground last year. Um, but the problem that I see is that the Ravens put more, even more stock into the backfield. So they are going to have, I think they run the ball even more than they did last year. Ingram, J.K. Dobbins was was a top pick. Uh, the Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, and they still have Justice Hill, who they drafted pretty high last year. I think that there is going to be a lot of handing off and a lot of hiding and uh, not a lot of deep balls. I think that if they protect against the deep balls and then block them short, he's not going to reach the point he did last year. I thought the same thing last year with Patrick Mahomes. He did not reach that point that he did the year before. I think there's always – uh, people look at it as a hangover. Still going to have a great year. Probably top five. You know, at worst, top ten. You know. y- yes, at worst, <laughs> top ten. But I just don't think he's going to be MVP. Um, I don't think he can reach that again. Rothsberger, I have a number two. Always a bet to put up large points. Whole career. His whole career, I think, I mean, back since 06, 0 whatever, uh, he's been in that QB 6 to 12 spot. I think that's his ceiling. Uh, and that's also his floor. So someone's going to reach on him later in the first, perpetually end up fighting for a playoff spot. It happens every single year. I don't know if Ben Rossberger's ever won a championship in our league, but I don't think so. In fact, I don't think he's ever been to one. Uh, so yeah, just, he, I, I ruined him for that many seasons. Don't worry. He's just a purgatory <laughs> quarterback. He's good. He's good enough that you want him on your team, but he's not good enough to lead your team to the championship. Uh, third, I got Baker Mayfield dying stock. I think the peak of what we were talking about with Baker Mayfield was last off season, um, which we all we did was talk about Baker Mayfield. All y'all did in 
talking about this division was talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, the numbers don't add up why he was so bad. Okay, it's been a while since we've had someone that is so hyped, had so many weapons, and failed like that. That being said, he didn't lose any weapons. He only gained some this offseason, uh, as Max alluded to with Barrow line. Uh, Hooper, he has a whole offseason with Kareem Hunt, who I still think could be a top 10 running back if he w- was given a starting job. Uh, he's a dangerous guy when out of the backfield. I think that's a huge weapon. Uh, and he, just, uh, he makes bad decisions. He makes bad decisions. At the end of the day, to me, I think he just makes bad decisions. It's like, it's like James Winston to me. Like, I mean, not not what they were in, in that division at all, but like, he just he's one of those guys that when the pressure's on, he's like, fuck it, chuck it. But it's like, yeah, no, ask Trevor, no, ask no. Trevor. There's a lot of times you're watching <laughs> games where he just threw it to no one, or he threw it, and you go, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah like it was, you just stood there like professional. Right. So, so the question is, is it? Uh, it's it's a skill knowledge part of the analyzation process that I have. So my question is, is it ability, or the or the fact that he was green to the league? I mean, what is it? Is it so we'll have to see on that. Joe Burrow. It's odd that we probably had Andy Dalton firmly in the bottom of the QB rankings, even if the, he's played this year with the weapons that he had. He probably would have been somewhere around twenty, twenty three, twenty four in our rankings, uh, yeah. and he most likely would be there right now but from what i see uh you know joe burrow is firmly in the top half probably right around there you move him eight spots just because of the national championship we know he's a great kid he has the skill great surroundings i honestly think that joe burrow is the best worst qb in his division if that makes sense um i think that these this division has four solid quarterbacks and burrow is a really good quarterback uh but He's got some Where, tough defense, though. Well, his defense is terrible, which which no, really boosts. Face, Joe Burrow's going to face some tough defenses. He's going to face some tough defenses, but his defense is also terrible, which really boosts his value. He's going to be on the field a lot, and he's probably going to be thrown from behind a lot. Uh, sure. I just say beware to the person, Brad, whoever, who drafts this guy as their number one. Um in the second round, because I don't, I do think he, he gets taken in the second round. He doesn't last Ooh. to the third. Um, couldn't be but i hope he i hope he is yeah i agree yeah should go like end of the first round top (laughs) second yeah this guy this guy won't make it out of the first round probably so well i've had a hand on this joe burrow guy if you know what i mean i've had uh i've had enough betting against joe burrow for a lifetime uh after i mean i don't watch much it's called trick there put it up you guys is he really that good he, whatever we just talked about, Baker Mayfield just now, he was the opposite. Yeah, every decision, every decision that that was the right decision to make in any situation, he made it. Well, I fully uh, trust that if Baker Mayfield could see over his linemen, he'd probably make great decisions. <laughs> but I mean, if I couldn't see where I was throwing it either, I'd probably throw a lot of probably twenty-one interceptions last year. Yeah, like Baker Mayfield did. Well, another thing is uh, I pride myself on not drafting shitheads. Joe Burrow is the exact opposite. Like I said, he's a great kid. Yeah. He's he's a good person. And, uh, a hearty if, name, Joe. Yeah, and uh, if you do get him, just know that you are getting a good quarterback. And I do think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback for years and years and years to come. It's just what are we talking about in 2020? Yeah. Let me ask you guys real quick. 
how much do you care about coaches when you're looking at quarterbacks? And, and uh, off, you, offensive coordinators and head coaches. It depends on what what type of head coach it is because some head coaches obviously do the play calling. Some are just uh, management uh, and and cheerleading essentially. Uh, but uh, if so, if it's that, then the offensive coordinator. Oh, I'll talk about this as we go along. But um, but yes, that is part of the environment. Uh, that that's the part of. It, does he have people around him to make him successful? Um, if if you're a, a running team, then you're not necessarily going to be successful as a player. Personal statistics, you may be successful as a team, um, but yeah. So so yes, I do believe that coaches have a huge impact on on numbers. Yeah, I, uh, I think the Browns have a better head coach this year than they've had in in quite a few years. the The guy last year was just awful mm -hmm. just horrible like i don't i know there was a lot of hype around that team but once they failed i mean how surprised uh, even with all the stars how surprised was everybody they didn't have a real head coach yep so let's move on to a super interesting division the afc east Ugh. okay this is looking differently than it has uh pretty much since we were children um so Let's start with Scott. Scott, what do you think of the AFC East? Well, I agree. Like I said, I mean, no Tom Brady. So, I mean, we got the Jarrett Stidham year. You know, they're sticking with him. They didn't make any moves in the offseason. So, yet. Uh, but they do have Brian Oyer sitting right behind him. So, I mean, I assume he's on a short lease. Um <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see i mean i mean what did, what did we uh, all i saw of jared Sidham last year was he stepped in and threw a pick six to jamal adams like immediately and then they were like oh get out of there like pulled him right away <laughs> yeah um yeah the dolphins are are they still playing around ryan fitzpatrick and josh rosen that's uh well, they drafted to uh uh tagliavoa but uh, it, he could be That's a not, he could be a pencil he can't pusher. Can't even survive college football. How is he going to survive NFL hits? Yeah, that's not going to work out. So I'm going to guess they're going to go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick then, real fast. Okay. And then you got Josh Allen and the Bills. You know, he's he proved pretty well last year. Like I think, kind of like Lamar Jackson, he's you know since he's a little bit more of a running quarterback, he minimizes his mistakes throwing wise since you know i think that takes a year or two to really understand the passing lanes and how fast the game is going from college to football uh, because he only turned the ball uh, through nine interceptions last year with nine touchdown nine rushing touchdowns as well so for you know for a young quarterback that's pretty it's pretty good see looking at the other side of it at sam darnold of the jets he threw 13 interceptions only ran in two to, uh, two touchdowns it, I think yeah, you know, mono it's, all year. It's, it's it depends on their their growth right there. But Josh Allen, right me to me right now is probably the best quarterback in the league in, in that division right now. Mm -hmm. Yep, Max, what do you think? No, I completely agree with him. It's it's Josh Allen, and it's not close. I the AFC East, the quarterbacks are so uninteresting to me. Um, it's it's the least interesting division in football to me, not just in quarterbacks, but all teams. Um, that being said, I think Josh Allen could truly be like I was out on him last year. You you were adamant about taking him. I didn't want him. I didn't want to no know part of him. This year, I'm looking at him. You know, they traded for Stephon Diggs. 
So you add a weapon like that to John Brown, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, who came out of nowhere last year. Um, and then you look at some of his numbers. So he had the fifth worst bad throw percentage in the league last year. Um, that doesn't include throwaways and things along those lines. But also, nobody, no quarterback in the league had to deal with more dropped passes. He had 7.2% of every one of his passes dropped. That includes passes that were nowhere near the mark. The next worst was Prescott, and that's a full percentage below him, 6.2. So, like, you add Stephon Diggs, who's got as sure hands as you can get to that roster, and pair it with another year of experience with Josh Allen and, and his ability to run the ball. I mean, he, he could finish the year as a top-five quarterback. He's, he's up there. He's in the upper tier this year. Um, as for the other three, they, in my rankings for quarterbacks, they are the bottom three in the league. And I have them listed as Darnold, then the Patriots quarterback, whoever it is, then the Dolphins quarterback, whoever it is. Bottom three in the league? Yeah, which I'll tell you right now, if I get a guarantee that Ryan Fitzpatrick is their quarterback for 16 games this year, I'd bump him up eight spots. They should. I mean, they should. Not get that guarantee. You, would do them, you would do them the best. Uh, and, you know, the problem with, to me with the Bills, though, is harsh winters. Harsh winters will will always punish your your passing game. So I think that his running game is his best friend up there with that. I completely uh, agree. No, I think it's I think it hurts Stefan Diggs going there. That sucks for him because, you know, it's that, that's going to be rough. But, Huck, what do you think about the AFC East? So – Josh Allen, obviously, I have strong feelings about Josh Allen. I had him all year last year. He's a great quarterback, and I do think he's the best in the division. Um, the The frustrations that you're going to have with Josh Allen, whoever gets him this year, um, is going to be the injury risk because he's going to get nailed. He, he doesn't go down like Lamar Jackson goes down a lot. He likes to get hit. Uh, he has accuracy problems. Believe me, when you draft this guy, watching him is going to be a roller coaster. There's going to be plenty of throws you wish he would hit. But overall, the good thing about his throws that he doesn't hit is he doesn't make huge mistakes as far as throwing interceptions. He just misses the huge points. There may be a guy that, you know, John Brown, uh, Robert Foster last year, that broke off the corner by five feet and Josh Allen overthrew him by 10 feet. Uh, there's a lot of times where somebody was open over the middle and he threw it at their feet. Uh, it just – it's one of those things where he overthinks it and he's trying to play safe. I get how he's trying to play safe, protect the ball, but he misses those passes. Uh, again, great quarterback and Max Wright, he might be top 10. He did have a drop percentage that was pretty high, but then you don't know, you know, people like Brett Favre, who threw such a beautiful ball, didn't have a high drop percentage because it was such a good ball, such a good spiral, such a good tight, you know, pass. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Playing Josh Allen Buffalo. does not have that. He just doesn't, a lot of the it just doesn't look pretty. I, I want us to sit here, or I want you to sit here, and throughout the year, I mean, it's not something that I can really hold you to, but throughout the year, I want you to show me one time where you go, wow, Josh Allen, that was a great ball. Uh, a lot of what Josh Allen does is what Lamar Jackson does in that he makes space for himself, and he throws to a guy that's scrambling who lost a corner. Uh, or somebody like a, a Knox that, you know, lost somebody in the end zone and he throws a touchdown. Or he throw, he runs for a 50-yard gain. I mean, that's what Josh Allen does. So um, you're not going to see any a lot of pinpoint passes. Now, moving down, I got Sam Darnold at number two. I think Sam Darnold 
is getting to the point where it's like he is permanently going to be statued in the middle tier of our fantasy QBs for life. Like his ceiling is going to be 16. He's not going to get above that. Um, he he has games where he's serviceable, but he has a lot of bad games. Uh, I've talked a lot about how I hate Sam Darnold. I don't like his face. I didn't like him at USC, um, all that shit. But overall, he's a decent quarterback. Uh, the thing that really turns me off is – and try to hold your stomach when you look at it, but the New York Jets depth chart is just ridiculously terrible. Uh, so bad. Yeah, they're starting – I know they got Denzel Mims, a decent receiver, but Jameson Crowder and Brashawn Perriman I, – I think Perriman was like the fourth receiver for the Ravens for a long time, for the Ravens who don't catch the ball a lot. Yeah, uh, then he got J- cut. Yes, and they got cut uh, – J- Jameson Crowder and Josh Dotson. It just seems like they took a lot of rejects, uh, reject pass catchers from the Redskins, which is not the best place. Ryan Griffin, who was our, uh, you know, low end tight end from the Texans. Their O line isn't that great. Le'Veon Bell proves that he is not the stud Le'Veon Bell he was, you know, four or five years ago. There's just not a lot around him uh, that gets me excited. Yet he's still the number two guy. I, I have stood him at number three uh, because I think uh, the Patriots are a system QB uh, team. Tom Brady did do well, and I think a lot of Tom Brady's success was due to what Belichick did, ran out there. We saw Jacoby Brissett go out and beat the Texans and, and score some points. We saw, we've seen Brian Hoyer come in and score some points at that quarterback position. We've seen Matt Castle come in and have – a really really good QB year in that position. So yes, they 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 have some receivers, they have some running backs, they have uh, decent options at tight end, and they are the Patriots. I think that that's a decent uh, QB pick later on, not uh, necessarily in the top half. And then you got Fitzpatrick Tua. Honestly, the the Dolphins have said Tua is going to be a pencil pusher, hold a clipboard for the whole year. That ain't going to happen. Okay, because the Dolphins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Now they got to sell um, tickets. And they have to sell tickets, and there's going to be pressure from the ownership to say, hey, listen, we're 0-8. Let's see what Tuo's got. You know, Josh Rosen's the third string. You're not going to play Josh Rosen. Let's see what Tuo's got. He's, he's healthy. Um, let's see if he can win a few games and get some excitement here in Miami. I mean, they're, they're a year removed from getting, like, 60 picks. So um, I think they want some excitement. They want to get Tua some NFL experience. The only reason why I wouldn't select Fitzpatrick or I wouldn't get excited about Fitzpatrick is the exact same reason. He's been the most mistreated quarterback in the NFL um, over the last five years. I think Fitzpatrick's a great quarterback. He comes out and does has some really good games, but there's always somebody better. Uh, he's always put in the friend zone, and and that's tough. But uh, but yeah, I, I agree with Max. It's it's probably a very underwhelming division that we got here. Uh, but somebody's got to have them. I, I think you made a good point in that we can't underestimate the Patriots. You never know. You know, you just you never know. So mm-hmm. um, you know they could surprise us because we are saying the rest of the division is fairly weak. And honestly, the Patriots, no matter how good they were any year, always had a easy road into the playoffs because their division has always been weak. 
Would so. you be surprised if the Patriots won the division this year? No, not at all. I would love to see them lose it, but I would not be surprised if they won it. They win it every year. I'd right. be incredibly surprised. Incredibly really? surprised. Absolutely. They only really lost two players. They only lost two starters. They only lost two starters. One of them yep. was the best quarterback of all time. Yes. The, right. I think he's 42 big, years old. Yeah, I understand. I know. but just, I'm just saying, there's, there's 52 other guys out there. For sure. Yep. Yeah. They, they still have weapons. They still have Edelman, Sanu, Nikhil Harry. Yep. But, but, but uh, moving on. Moving on, I think uh, any, anything else you guys want to lay down in the AFC East before we move into the South? <laughs> no, I think I'm, uh, I'm good. Go ahead, AFC South. I'm excited. Moving Chatted. into the AFC South. Moving to the yep. AFC South. I mean, it's that that's a little more exciting, obviously, because we have our hometown Texans with Deshaun Watson. I think leading the charge, I would say. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, other than that, what you have? I mean, Ryan Tannehill did have a good year last year. Is Philip Rivers going to move in and start for the Colts? Yep. Over yes, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I uh, mean, yes. But I think Jacoby Brissett's shown that you know he's not going to ha- not having monumental progression. But to me, at the same time, Rivers has been in the league for a long time and he's put up great numbers. Sure, but he's never really done that well in clutch moments for the playoffs. Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And they're paying him $25 million, so he'll start. Yes. Yeah, I mean, with that contract, he'll start. I just – I don't I don't know if that's the right choice. I think I think it's kind of a wasted year for the Colts. Out of um, all the honestly, free agents. I would, ra- I would rather see more progression out of Gardner Minshew the second. Are they are the Jaguars sticking with as long as they stick I with think him? It's, uh, I think it's the third. No. The third? Oh, talking about his dad. You're talking about his dad? You want a progression of his dad? I hope so. I bet you he's doing well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know there were so many gardeners out there running around <laughs> out there. That's true. Yeah. Which I would rather see more, more progression from him. He's a little more exciting to watch. Actually, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. It is two. Because we were talking about Minch two. Okay. Minch two. Minch two. Uh, um, yeah, two. Like, uh, okay. I was like, sorry. did he already have That's his kid? son. That's the future. That's that's in ten years we'll have a Minch two or a Minch okay. three. Okay. Can't wait. I was gonna say I, I would rather see progression for because I think this is a big year for both Ryan Tannehill and Gardner Minshew to to have progression or regression. Um, I don't think the Philip Rivers Jacoby Brissett uh, experiment in the Colts are gonna is gonna work out at all. And Deshaun Watson, the biggest thing he's got working against him, like we were saying earlier about coaches, is his fucking head coach is a goddamn moron. He had the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. He had the best weapon in the entire league. That's right an off-the-field thing, but yes. Grow up. Yeah. Grow the fuck up. And yep. realize it's your job, and you're here to win championships. If you're not here to win championships, get the fuck out. Or I guess send him to Arizona for nothing. Right. But that's how I feel about it. I wouldn't say nothing. Uh, you know, I, we got David Johnson. We'll talk about him in the running back. Uh, but yes, yes, uh, that is true. Um, I agree with most of what you said. The AFC South, Max. What do you think about the AFC South? So in order, uh, Deshaun Watson is still number one for me. After that, I've got Tannehill, um, far above uh, Philip Rivers, who's three, and then Mitch two, 
as my fourth. I'm in, I'm excited to see Deshaun Watson play this year with Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller and Kenny Stills. Um, it seems like the whole team is built around stretching the field. And then we've got a couple of decent tight ends and David Johnson, who, if healthy, is a good receiving running back. Um, I completely agree Bill O'Brien's a moron as a GM, as a coach. The only thing I don't like about him is that he plays not to lose. He doesn't play to win, plays not to lose. He'll go nine and seven with any roster you give him. Um, but he'll never be better than, you know, first round of the playoffs. Or yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see. Um, I am probably not going to draft Tannehill, but I, after digging in deeper to him, I just kept bumping him up my ranks. I had him in the bottom tier. And interesting things about Tannehill. So, as you know, the Titans are a big running team. Um, he averaged 13 yards per attempt, not on completion, but per attempt on play action last year because of how much they relied on the run. The next best was 10 yards per attempt. And that when was did he take over? Cowboys. Um, he started eight or nine games. Okay. Um, so middle so of the year. year. Yeah, it's not a full sample size, but still, I mean, three yards more than the next best. And the Cowboys are a big play action team, so you'd expect that number to be higher. Um, he, with that, he still had the fourth best air yards per completion he was throwing it deep and third best on target percentage meaning he wasn't missing his targets his receivers are not elite you know aj brown is good he's he was a good rookie last year Corey davis adam humphreys do you guys give a shit about either one of them he played without delaney walker last year like love adam humphreys but yes go on like it, it just he i think he's better than the dolphins gave him credit and i'm worried about the titans this year much more than the colts i i think philip rivers has great uh targets they drafted michael Pittman jr ty hilton's a piece of shit but he's good um they signed trey burton hard hat doyle paris campbell like they've got they've got running backs they've got a lot to work with on offense i just think philip rivers is done i'm with shedding on that one and then minch to the mo only interesting thing about uh the jaguars for me is jay gruden is their offensive coordinator and he brought over chris thompson with him to throw some little bubble screens out too, just like he did in Washington. Um, I, Minch too has the widest range of outcomes. He could be a second tier quarterback. He could be a bottom tier quarterback. Uh, we'll just wait and see. I, I don't want him on my team. Okay. So I agree up top. Deshaun Watson. I don't think Deshaun Watson uh, missed a step. I love Hopkins. Um, I think Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL, but this could be a situation of addition by subtraction. Um, I'm not looking with rose-colored glasses here. I really honestly think that. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. He makes plays on his own. Um, we gave him, yes, old man Cobb. Uh, we still have Kenny Stills. Uh, we've, we've got uh, – what's, what's the dude we've had forever that never can stay on the field? Um, Will Fuller. Will Fuller V. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Brandon Cooks. That's a lot of weapons. That's a that's a good spread offense with David Johnson. Um, you know, as long as we can block for the guy, I really honestly think he's a top five guy. I really honestly do. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to have a great year. Uh, the Texans, I hope, will have a great year. Um, I hope it's a, a different look Texans this year. Um, yes, I was upset by... Uh, Hopkins leaving but again I think people are taking it like a hundred receptions are just going to leave like there's going to be a hundred less receptions for Deshaun Watson that's not the case we did replace him with different pieces Randall Cobb 
I know he's past his prime and he's 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 old, um, but he could be somebody in the slot that gets it done. You know, I mean, we've seen older players, older, more experienced players make good decisions and, and do pretty decent. He's not going to be a, you know, hundred catch guy, but that those catches can be distributed among different receivers that we have. We liked stills last year. Um, Brandon cooks was kind of a piece of shit for the Rams, but we can see him step, take a next step. Um, if he connects with Watson and Will Fuller V, if he stays healthy, he could be a top 10 receiver. So, Let's just wait and see what, what happens with Watson. But, again, I think he's a top five guy. At number two, firmly, I have Phillip Rivers. Firmly, I have Phillip Rivers. I think that y'all are absolutely crazy. Um, I am Draft him very much interested in drafting Phillip Rivers this year. I've always wanted Phillip Rivers. I've always thought Phillip Rivers get out would. Of the first round? Yeah. I've always thought Phillip Rivers would be a good – he's a good quarterback to own. He's always been uh, a dangerous fantasy quarterback and he's stepping into a really good spot. Um, I know we often, we got beat by last year by Jacoby Brissett and Jacoby Brissett does not have the talent that Phillip Rivers does. I think that with T.Y. Hilton and what Max said with, with a uh, hard hat, Trey Burton, um, they, they've, they've got different receivers. They drafted Jonathan Taylor at running back with Marlon Mack. Um, they've, prided themselves on O-line. They they create a huge wall there. I think the Colts are going to be good. I'm more afraid of the Colts than I am the Titans. This has turned into a division that was once the laughingstock of the NFL. Now is pretty dang solid. I like the Colts. I like the Titans. And I like the Texans. It's going to be a close race. Um, but again, do not be surprised if in that second round that I, I'm calling Phillip Rivers' name for my team because I think Phillip Rivers is one of those Great quarterbacks who have always been a first rounder, and people are going to drop him this year because he changed teams. Uh, I think he went to a better, uh, better situation. I think that's why he went. He went early. I think that's why he said, you know, the Colts are a good situation. I'm going to go there. Uh, Tannehill was pretty close at third. I like Tannehill. Um, do I think he's going to do as well as he did last year? I, I do not think that. Um, I think there was a little tanny magic last year. I know when cause picked him up, the first thing I did was go, I want Tannehill. I offered him all kinds of stuff. I offered him Josh Allen uh, and he didn't take it. He didn't jump on it. I did. uh, And he didn't jump on it. And for, and good for him because Tannehill finished the year uh, pretty solid. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, He created a lot of touchdowns watching him play, especially in the playoffs. I mean, those guys almost with the AFC championship, uh, they, I'm sorry, they did go to the AFC Championship. Those guys almost won the AFC Championship. Um, and it was on the back of Tannehill. So he can be a winner. Uh, I do love A.J. Brown. We'll get to that in the receiver episode. But, but, uh, but yeah, I think Tannehill has a great year. I don't, I don't like Minshew. I, I think that's a consensus of all of us, except for maybe Shedding. I don't like Minshew. I hope I don't uh, it's have not- to. It's not that I don't like him. It's that, like, I think he has the same issue as Baker, that he has trouble seeing over his linemen. I just I, – I like rooting for Minshew. I don't like rooting for Baker. That's all. I like rooting for him. He's a career backup. He's got the skills of a backup. Um, I, I And I think that we'll be talking about Minshew as a backup uh, next year. So I, Dude, think I don't know. The last year. I don't know. He's middle of the road on all kinds of advanced metrics. And the interesting thing is, it's by game. He had some games where he was elite and awesome, and other games where he was a real piece of shit, and they were never back-to-back. 
Like, I don't know what Minshew is. I don't expect him to be good, but I wouldn't guarantee that he's a career backup. He looks like a bargain bin Tony Romo. He can make space in the – it's serious. He can make space in the pocket. He doesn't have a particularly great talent. He's not quick. He doesn't have a rocket arm. He doesn't – he's not super accurate. Uh, but what happens is he'll break a tackle. He'll throw the ball 30 yards. He'll get s- snagged by DJ Chark, and suddenly we think, uh, you know, Minshew's a god. I, I just don't see that as a – that schoolyard type of play as a real – asset when it comes to fantasy i think it's just kind of you know he's got grit um but there's no there's no grit points in fantasy unfortunately um let's move on to the next division to me this is the worst division as far as quarterbacks um in the nfl uh the afc west we'll start with you shag what do you think well i mean obviously you got patrick mahomes up there um you know, leading the charge, then I guess you'd have to put uh, Derek Carr right behind him. Although it is worthy to note that Marcus Mariota is on the roster as well. And I mean, with Chucky at head coach, he could be slashing anybody on the depth chart. I mean, there's no telling. I so, think Mar- Mariota gets packages for sure. Just like the yeah, Titans I, did. You saw Mariota on the field in packages in the red zone uh, when, when Tannehill was on the field. That that pissed off yeah. Tannehill owners. I'm sure it'll piss off car owners. Yeah, I could definitely see that because you know car cars had issues ever since uh, his injury. You know, I, I think uh, he's never really been the same player. He's good, but he hasn't been as good as that for that first year. Um, and then after that, I mean, are the Broncos really rolling out the Drew Lock? Uh, situation um, so we'll we'll see what that entails that's kind of a gamble it's a crapshoot then you have the Chargers rolling with Tyrod Taylor I suppose uh, coming over from the Bills right or Justin um, Herbert I I'm you know that's one of those we're in June we don't know but yes you gotta yeah, those are slashies an, right now yeah that, no? I think that's enough in the air situation because they have a couple rookies there as well, so uh, so we'll we'll see what hap- we'll see what happens over there. I mean, I think the only real uh, for sure things you can talk about really is Mahomes and Derek Carr. I would like to see Mahomes make a jump forward from last year after he took a step backwards. Even though, like you said, he won the Super Bowl, but fantasy wise, he took a step backwards from his first year due to injuries and just making a few more mistakes interception wise. Uh, but Derek Carr, I think, moving uh, – are they opening up in Las Vegas this year? Yes. Oh, yeah. They are? Wow. That'll be that'll be interesting. So, a uh, new place to play. He's got some weapons. So, we'll see. Uh, what, Max, how do you feel about the, the AFC West? So, I, I think Hawk's crazy for saying it's the worst division for quarterbacks. I think AFC East takes that. Like, takes the cake. Not even close. Um, oh. I, I, like, I'll tell you right now, I, I have Chargers – QB list of Justice Chargers QB because I hope it's Tyrod, but whatever. I have the the Chargers you QB. You hope it's Tyrod. I, I do hope it's Tyrod. For fantasy um, purposes or for what? Yeah, for fantasy purposes. I like Tyrod, but I'll 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 wait on that. Um, I have all of them ranked above the bottom three AFC East teams. Um, so Patrick Mahomes, I don't have to say anything. He's gonna be the number one overall pick or number two if somebody's feeling shifty. Um, I like Derek Carr more than other people. 
some interesting things about Derek Carr. He was second in the NFL on accurate throws last year. 82% of the time he was right on target. Um, he didn't get to throw the ball deep very often. They had Tyrell Williams, and that was pretty much it. Uh, they got Zay Jones partway through the year, but ultimately it was, I'm going to throw it deep to Tyrell Williams. I'm going to throw it underneath to Renfro or Darren Waller. That's the whole offense. And they tried to give the ball to Jacobs as much as possible. Jacobs good. Oh, Jacobs great. Um, this year, they signed Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I don't really care about that, but I do care about them drafting Henry Ruggs, who's taking over as one of the fastest guys in the NFL. I could see him being a Tyreek Hill-esque type player. Like changing an offense, you know what I mean? And Derek Carr's an accurate guy behind a decent O line. He throws the ball away, doesn't take sacks. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I like Derek Carr more than other people. Um, as far as the Chargers go, so, oh, and Drew Locke, I don't, I, I'm not invested in Drew Locke this year. Uh, lowest air yards per completion of any starting quarterback. He did a lot of play action, averaged less than 10 yards per pass on it, and that's per completion. He just, would you play action and dump it off three yards away? Like, I, I just – I don't think he's the answer there. Um, the Chargers, on the other hand. So, the, the only thing I'm going to say about them, I don't know about their quarterback situation. It's Tyrod. It's Herbert. Is it going to be Cam Newton? Who knows? But the fact that they have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Andre Patton, Henry, an upgraded O-line, um, and Austin Eckler signed long-term. Like, I don't care what quarterback you put in there. He's got a lot of options. You know what I mean? Like they've got a decent coach and you combine that with an offense that's seemingly built around a quarterback. That's got a lot of upside. Again, if Tyrod Taylor was guaranteed to start 16 games this season, which I know it's ridiculous. Um, I'd consider him a top 20 quarterback. So, yeah, I got Mahomes this year uh, to do better than he did last year. Not as good as he did two years ago. I know I'm trying starting to get ultra specific, uh, I think that uh, Mahomes uh, is getting to the point where he is the best quarterback in the NFL, and uh, and it's hard to stop him. He will be for the next five or six years. Uh, he's going to run through that division, and he's they're probably the favorites to win the Super Bowl again. Uh, but uh, to get into the next part, I like second the Tyrod Herbert combo, and I like Herbert. More because I've seen Tyrod play, and Tyrod's strength is not turning the ball over. That's his thing. He's not a big play, flashy, whatever. He just doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't fumble the ball. He moves the ball down the field. He gets field goals. He moves the ball down the field. He punts. He's not a very exciting player. He's a very safe quarterback. We saw it with the Browns. We saw it with the Bills. Uh, both places he couldn't hold the starting job, the Browns and the Bills. So now we're putting him on the Chargers and years later uh, and hoping that he's going to be the star. I don't see that happening. I think Justin Herbert is a favorite to win this job, and I think he should win this job. And I think if he does win this job, he's a very exciting quarterback for everything you just said. Mike Williams, Andre Patton, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, decent O-line, Austin Eckler, who maybe was the best receiving running back in the NFL last year. Uh, besides McCaffrey. Okay. Um, but, but yes, uh, that, those are a lot of good weapons. Um, the Chargers defense has a lot of good, good players also. I think that's a really good team if Herbert cannot turn the ball over a million times. But Herbert is going to be a better fantasy player than Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor might be the better 
football player for the Chargers. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in, in late July and early August uh, to see if um, who they pick. But I like Herbert um, as number two. Uh, number three, I got Derek Carr. I don't like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr, his time has come and passed. I think you've got a couple more years as a Raiders quarterback here, uh, and then they're going to start to really look elsewhere. Um, Derek Carr has put up some decent numbers, but is not the kind of quarterback that I want as my fantasy team. He's number two for somebody's team. Uh, I don't want it to be mine. I don't like watching Raiders games and sitting there and trying, hoping my week depends on the passing game. It just, it's just not there. I don't think with a John, John Gruden-led team that that is there, or it ever has been there, where there's a 30-touchdown quarterback. You talk about Henry Ruggs. I mean, he ran the fastest 40 at time of the combine. Well, so did Darius Hayward Bay, um, and he was five and out. You know, He was a Raider, and then he's out of the league. Speed is one thing. you got to have the talent. If, Ty- if uh, Tyreek Hill was on a different team, he wouldn't be Tyreek Hill. Uh, Henry uh, Ruggs is on the, the Raiders. That's not the best spot for him. Um, I like Jacobs. I like the backfield. And I like Waller. You know, whatever. I like some of their pieces. I don't like Carr. I think he's kind of a bottom 10 quarterback. Um, Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. He's not. He's a bad quarterback. I know he came in here and torched the Texans last year. I was really upset about it. His The weapons around him are starting to get crazy. They're starting to really stack. Noah Fant, great tight end. Uh, they've got Cortland Sutton. Uh, they signed uh, Jerry Judy. Um, they signed Melvin Gordon. I mean, you're talking about a really good offense they're trying to build there. Um, but if you watch Drew Locke play, if you watched him play in college, if you watched him play last year, he looked lost. Uh, the only reason they put him in is because Flacco was so bad. By the way, a little side note, do you know where Flacco's playing this year? He is with the Jets, actually. Yeah, it's backing up Sam Darnold. Oh, it's, Very no, good. it's noteworthy that, you know, they, if Darnold doesn't do well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. To... It may uh, be, I mean, yeah. even – that's why Super I said, MVP. You know, Mariota behind Carr, you never know. You know, no. that's, that's one of those situations you'd have to look at. I mean, Tyrod Taylor and, and Herb. Is it A Bear? I think it's A Bear. No. Is it Herbert? It's, it's Herbert. Well, it's to, Herbert. to me, the biggest thing is like if the team had confidence in Herbert, in Herbert, they wouldn't have brought in Tyrod Taylor. That that's the thing. If well, Tyrod Taylor they, was they, there. In, in, Tyrod Taylor was there before they drafted. Yeah, he knows the system. Was he? Yeah. Yes, that's he was, when they traded. When they traded Phillip Rivers, what the first thought that come to, came into everybody's head was, oh, this is a good fit for Cam Newton. Uh, the coach came out and the management came out and they said, we believe in Tyrod. Uh, they believed in him so much that they drafted a QB on uh, the top five picks. Didn't believe him. So, so that's what I'm saying. I, I think uh, that, sure. that Herbert's going to be the guy in that, in that situation. Anyway, back to Drew Locke and how terrible he is. Um, <laughs> I, I think Drew Locke is – going to be the guy the baker mayfield kind of on steroids this year in that he has so many weapons around him but he makes so many mistakes fumbles interceptions uh inaccurate throws uh inability to put points on the board i just i don't like him i know uh, trevor's gonna be 
licking his chops. I know other people are probably licking their chops saying, hey, Drew Locke's going to be my QB2. Uh, I'm going to get him in three or four. Uh, it's going to be a great value. Go ahead. Do it. Put me on record saying Drew Locke's going to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He won't make it out of the second round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I doubt that. Um, I think that uh, that there's just too many weapons. Right? I mean, Jerry Judy, for for a lot of people, was the best receiver in the draft this year. Uh, Cortland Sutton had a hell of a year last year. He is a legit number one receiver. Melvin Gordon, obviously, they still have Philip Lindsay as a number two, but Melvin <clears> Gordon <throat> um, is is a great running back out of the backfield. And Noah Fant is probably one of the better top 10 tight ends in the league. So by default, you should have a quarterback that's pretty serviceable. I'm only saying this because like I'm talking about the skill portion, I think the skill portion of Drew Locke is terrible. I think the knowledge portion is terrible. I think that it's just, they're just going to be reaching into a bag uh, of, of quarterbacks by midseason. Uh, to try to find somebody. But otherwise, the Broncos are very good. Um, I, I like their defense and everything. Uh, anyway, so let's move on from the AFC West into the NFC. Welcome to the NFC. And uh, thank you for everybody for listening to this. I know we're going at a very slow pace. Um, but quarterbacks are important, man. Quarterbacks are important. Especially uh, in our league. Especially in our especially league. Especially in our know, league. I think, this is, it, it, yes. I think we all know that it's hard to talk to anybody else about fantasy football sometimes if they don't play in a two quarterback league, because that changes everything right away, let alone being, being in a 14 person league because free agents become even much like that much more scarce, but you know, that makes our quarterbacks ultra ultra premium compared yeah. to anybody else. So when people hear, Oh, we drafted quarterbacks in the first round. They go, Whoa. So yeah. it, it is, it is different. And when it you're sucks. if you're if you're plugged into the fantasy community, a trend that you start to see is something called superflex, meaning that you can have a quarterback in that spot, or you can have a running back, receiver, tight end, etc. Um, and so most leagues, more leagues are superflex than what they call classic, which would be a one quarterback league. Um, it's starting to move that direction. We've done this our whole career by saying. Uh, since QB is the most important person in football, they're going to be the most important person in fantasy, um, and so. We're going to have two of them just so everybody's owned. And so, yes, I'm talking about Drew Locke being terrible. Uh, if I had that conversation at work or anywhere else with an acquaintance, they'd say, I don't give a shit about <laughs> Drew Locke. Um, yeah. But to us, this is important stuff. This is important stuff. Uh, That's so going to be some quarterback. Yeah. I think it's going to be number two. Somebody's number two. But uh, let's well, move yeah, on to the NFC North. Yep, exactly. Uh, NFC North, Shedig, what do you think? Well, you know, I mean, I think this is one of those kind of tight races because, you know, back in the day, Aaron Rodgers would obviously be touted as the, you know, the obvious uh, torch holder, but he had a fairly p a pedestrian year for him last year. Uh, you got Kirk Cousins right in there, about you know, with the exact same numbers just about. Matthew Stafford, even for getting injured, like you said, he had he was having an amazing year until, up until then. And then Trubisky, you know, I think this is a make-or-break year for him, especially with Nick Foles sitting right behind him because everybody's seen what Nick Foles can do when he, when he comes in for relief on somebody. Not when he's a starter, but when he comes in for relief, he's real good. And so 
it could be it could be a different a different year this uh, this year for everybody. I'm assuming that Aaron Rodgers will come out in front, but I would like to see Kirk Cousins really make a big step forward. Um, Stafford's getting up there in years, and after his injury last year, this will be a testament to see if either he's going to be injury prone or actually be a big comeback this year. And like I said, for Trubisky, yeah, this is a make or break year for him. Um, I don't think Nick Foles is the answer by any means. But if Trubisky doesn't work out this year, they might be looking to draft next year. Max, what do you think? Well, a little note real quick. I think uh, Nick Foles is the starter. I, I, that's is my he really? Thing. Straight up? Yes. It's, it's a QB oh, competition between that's the two of them. Terrible. That's, that's a terrible choice. Well, that, well, then Bears are fucked offensively. Um, they'll be switching back and forth. Whoever drafts them, uh, go ahead and draft both of them because you'll just be fucked if you don't. Max, what do you feel about the NFC North? So in order, I'm going to give it uh, Rodgers, Stafford, Cousins, Bears quarterback. Um, interesting thing about Rodgers, he had the worst bad throw percentage in football last year, even though he was 23rd in average air yards per game. He just forced the shit out of everything. I really think the Packers are a better team when Aaron Jones is running the ball more often. You know, there were two games last year where Rodgers threw more than 40 passes. One of them was one of their, like, two or three losses. And the other one, they beat the Lions by three. Um, The only weapon they added for him this year is Devin Funches. You know what I mean? Aside from that, he's still working with the same exact group of Devontae Adams and who gives a shit. You know what I mean? Minus Jimmy Graham. Um, And they had a chance. They got Jordan Love. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I, and I, you know, we can all have feelings about that. I think that was stupid. Um, but that being said, Aaron Rodgers is still the best in the division by far. It's just he's not as ironclad as a top four option as he was a couple of years ago. And I think that's interesting. Um, originally, I had Cousins over Stafford until I started looking at Stafford's year, his eight games last year. He was first in the NFL in average yards per attempt. You know, he was throwing the ball deep. They've got Kenny DeGalladay. They've got uh, – who's the junior I'm thinking of? The Marvin. Uh, Starvin Marvin. Starvin Marvin. You know, they've got uh, Hawkinson. You know what I mean? Second lowest drop rate in the NFL with those, te- with those deep throws. That's um, Swift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they added a uh, uh, receiving running back. I still like Kerryon Johnson as a receiving running back. I think Stafford is a legitimate option this year. Kirk Cousins lost – Stefan Diggs and Stefanski, so they might be throwing a little bit more, but it'll be to Thielen and Justin Jefferson, which I think I like is fine. Justin Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson. I think that's fine. I don't think he's better than Diggs. So I'm, I'm, I'm still stealing it. Yeah, oh, yeah, everybody's stealing it. As for the Bears, um, I don't hate Nick Foles. I, I hate that they won't tell us he's the starting quarterback right away, but if you look at their weapons, so this year they added Ted, Ted Ginn, who, you know, he is who he is and Jimmy Graham, and they still have Allen Robinson. I saw a crazy Twitter stat on Allen Robinson where it was, uh, you know, throws on target. He caught a higher percentage of them than, like, DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? It's just he had such a terrible quarterback. He doesn't look good. Allen Robinson on a different team might be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL, maybe top five. Um, Yeah, he's good. I like those weapons, but, you know, with a quarterback situation like that, unless they – make some statement like, well, Nick Foles is our guy, big dick Nick. Um, then I'm probably not drafting one of those quarterbacks in the top eight rounds. 
So I'll admit when I'm wrong. Last year I said Rodgers would probably be the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he wasn't. But the degradation that people have this year on him and saying that he's dropping to like eighth or ninth is ludicrous. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is still the best by far in this division and one of the best in the league. Uh, if you look at the numbers total, Aaron Rodgers had 340 points last year. Deshaun Watson had 360. That's 20 points less. He had 27 points less than Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes being number one. And Patrick Mahomes is still in his prime, going into his prime, going to be a prime for – and we got Aaron Rodgers, who's still keeping up with these guys. He scored more points than Brady. He scored more, more points than Josh Allen, Goff, Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan. He scored more points than all these people. And so we're still talking about, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of sucks. So whoever gets him, whether it be seven, eight, nine, ten, that's a steal. Aaron Rodgers should be a top five pick, I think, to me. Uh, maybe six. Uh, but he, he is one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Devontae Adams, one of the most elite receivers. Um, and and Aaron Jones is, is one of the most elite running backs. So I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be good for you to come. And I do think that this the Packers are going to be one of the uh, better teams this year in the, in the NFL. I think that they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to do well. Uh, next, I got Cousins. Uh, I know he lost Diggs. Um, but he gained, he, Jefferson will fill in nicely. He's still got Kyle Rudolph. Um, I know he's got some problem with Dalvin cook, but cousins is a very good quarterback. I, I think that, uh, he, he has games where quietly he can score, uh, get three touchdowns and have 300 yards. Um, I, I think he's in his prime. This is the time where, where cousins is going to, uh, be the, at his best, uh, he's not on the decline physically. Uh, so so I do like Cousins in that spot. Stafford, who boy. That, this is just one of those where it's like really, really, really tough. I This is the guy I've moved the most up and down because he had a great year before going down last year, and I think he missed some games the year before. Um, he had a streak of not missing games for a long time, but since then he's been kind of up and down. Uh, he's got some pretty good weapons around him, but the Lions are just the Lions. Um, every once in a while, Stafford has a game where he just he blanks out, where he gets 150 yards, 200 yards, and zero touchdowns, and he'll throw a pick. Um, he's a really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it just feels like yesterday he was number one overall, but it's not. He's old, and he's getting to the point where if the Lions don't start playing better, they're going to go through another rebuild. And Stafford's going to be one of those quarterbacks who is going to be drafted lower and lower and lower. I do think that Stafford has a ceiling. And that ceiling is cemented in the second tier or even third tier of quarterbacks. Um, it's unfortunate because I really do like Matthew Stafford. And when he first started, I mean, this was years ago. I mean, this was when Chase first started in this league. This was almost 10 years ago um, that, that uh, you know, Stafford was one of those guys where he's up and coming and, and uh, we were really excited about him, but it's just come to the point where, you know, people start to degrade. He was never one of the top five quarterbacks. He was never one of those top tier. He had a ceiling. He had a spot, end of the first round, beginning of the second round. And I think that he's firmly in the, in the middle of the second, end of the uh, second, or even the middle of the third this year. So uh, we'll just have to see. That's why I have him third. Um I don't want to touch Foles, Trubisky. I think Foles, the only reason people like Foles is because of the run he had with the Eagles to the Super Bowl. 
Um, other than that, we wouldn't be talking about Nick Foles. He was a failure with the Rams. Uh, he got beat out by Wentz on the Eagles. Uh, he got hurt the first play in the Jaguars, and the Jaguars didn't like him enough to retain him. I mean, this is his fourth team. He hasn't really succeeded besides that Super Bowl run with the Eagles. So I can't believe they're saying he's starting. Yeah, no, well, you don't bring in somebody like Foles. Now, I'm not 100% on this, but I, you don't bring yeah, in somebody I, like I Foles. Like, he's so bad. Foles went to that so team because he thinks – But all, at the same time, he probably will make it out of the second round. Probably. But Foles didn't do terrible. Now, I know I'm just retracting what I said, but he didn't do terrible with the Jaguars. He just dislocated his shoulder or whatever, and Minshew came on, and Foles just kind of took the back seat. Oh, he so, went 0-4. He went 0-4 with the Jaguars um, okay. before he got hurt. But his career record, surprisingly, 26-22 and 22 in the regular season. Yeah. Yes, he wins games. And, and yeah, like I said, he had a magical year with the with the uh, Eagles that year. But I think he's just he, – he's got that Flacco disease where it's that one year and people are going to be living off it forever. And he, he may get rich off it and uh, he'll never be relevant. So – I don't like Foles, and I damn don't like Trubisky. And that de- degrades the whole Bears offense. Ugh, it's just – it's gross. You know, there was a few years ago where I was really excited about the Bears and Trubisky and the, and the direction they were going. But now it just it just looks like a big pit of tar. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the NFC North before we move on to the NFC East? Nope. All right, NFC East. Shed it. You're on the clock. Well, I mean, it's sad but true that Dak Prescott is really uh, on top of the mountain here. Um, you know, it's it will be a big year for Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones, but they're kind of at the same place. And uh, yeah, Dwayne Haskins is definitely in the bat in the fucking uh, basement. If that's actually who the Redskins are, Dwayne Haskins. Yes. There's some news I heard that about someone else starting there. Nope, it's Dwayne Haskins. I was I was just miss some news because Jesus he's terrible, um, but yeah somebody's gonna get stuck with him, um, and, and you know honestly looking at the number, um, Dak uh, Prescott, in, in some aspects isn't that far from Carson Wentz, um, just in a few different uh, areas he's probably got more weapons about uh, around him is the biggest thing I would say that. Um, a notable uh, ad behind him, though, is Andy Dalton. To see, you know, then we landed right behind him. Never. I guess. Never yeah. I'm not that Dak. Dak doesn't really run that much. He's not. I wouldn't say he's a risk like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen to get hurt like that uh, by any means. Um, but I think, yeah, for, for me, it goes Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, then Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Max, how do you feel about the uh, NFC East? I am right there with you, I believe. So I, I, I have never liked Dak Prescott as a fantasy quarterback or just as a quarterback in general. I think his, everything in the news about what he's asking for contract-wise just sucks. Like I, I think that if you put Fitzpatrick on the Cowboys, they win 10 games, truly. Um, that being Dak said. Dak Prescott second in points in, in, the end of, or in our league last year. That's right. Uh, so, and to Dak Prescott's credit. So, first of all, he lives on play action. More yards and play, out of play action last season than any other quarterback. And second worst in the NFL and passes dropped. And then they added CeeDee Lamb 
You know, like he's he's got weapons. He's set to perform well this season from a fantasy perspective. He's obviously the best in this division. I'm not sure I want him on my team, but that's that's just I, I watching him play, I don't feel as confident in him as other quarterbacks. Um Carson Wentz I is second for me. I thought um at one point he could be a top five fantasy quarterback. They don't have great weapons. Um I think that team runs better. Like I think it's a running team. They should be at least. Um, and they've got some depth at running back now. So, but he's still second best. Not bad. Um, after that, it's got to be, I guess, Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones last year took more hits than any quarterback in the NFL, like for the year. And he only played 13 games. Um, so they beefed up their O-line this year. But that being said, none of his other metrics show me anything that I like. I'm not interested in drafting Daniel Jones. I am interested in drafting, however, Haskins as my third quarterback. He's the worst in the division, but I'm interested in drafting him as my fourth quarterback. Fourth? Or third quarterback, maybe my fourth. You don't know what I'm going to do. I wouldn't take him below fourth. So, (laughs) Primarily because – so they lost Vernon Davis, but I love Terry McLaurin. I watched a lot of Redskins games last year. I love Terry McLaurin. Um, going at least three quarterbacks next year, at least. At least? We're going to be a three-quarterback yeah, league? first three rounds, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. All right. Um, so they've got McLaurin, Sims, and some guy named Harmon. I don't really give a shit, but I love Terry McLaurin, and I liked Dwayne Haskins last year. Didn't love him. Seven touchdowns, seven picks. He's not special. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, he's a candidate to be my third quarterback this year. Huck, what do you think? Okay. Uh, I like Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is a solid top five, top six pick. Um, He had second in the league in points last year, 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns. Uh, That's a winner. That's a winning year. Yes. I understand that he's asking for a lot of money and he's trying to exploit Jerry Jones. I applaud him for trying um, to do that uh because he thinks he'll pay it i think they're going to come to some kind of agreement this year because andy dalton is signed and if he holds out into the year and andy dalton wins a few games which he very well could because andy dalton can do that then dak prescott is put in a position where he's losing a ton of money trying to come back and sign for for whatever uh jerry jones has the upper hand so if they're going to play that game i i think they come to some sort of agreement to try to win the division this year they are the best team in that division. They do have all the weapons to try to win that division and make a run towards the Super Bowl. And Dak is a good quarterback. He can throw. He can run. Uh, and and honestly, if he gets anywhere above 4,000 yards and anywhere above 30 touchdowns, he's, again, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he's being knocked down on people's lists just because of the contract situation. And that's good for whoever gets him because I think Dak uh, is a great quarterback. Wentz is number two on my board. Uh, Wentz is interesting because last year the knock on him was he had nobody to throw to. Uh, You say that they still have nobody to throw to. They did uh, make some moves uh, to get a couple receivers, I think, in the first round. Uh, And then they got uh, Alshon Jeffrey still, as long as he's healthy. Uh, Zach Ertz, uh, I know. Zach Ertz uh, and their second tight end. Who's their second tight end? I'm sorry. Dallas uh, Goddard. Should, 
Dallas Goddard should be a first tight end somewhere. I think he's that got that type of talent. One of the best second tight ends in the league. He's got a lot of weapons. Miles Sanders is going to be a top 10 running back this year. I can guarantee you that. Uh, the, the Eagles offense is on up and up. I think they're going to do well this year. I think you'll see Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback. Um, then it takes a big drop off. I don't like Daniel Jones. A lot of people are moving Daniel Jones up as like, okay, he learned a lot last year. He's going to come out and be Danny Dimes, whatever. Here's the thing. I like to look at trends. He started the year out pretty well to the point where you're like, wow, this guy, uh, Daniel Jones is pretty good. He ended the year awfully. Uh, but the year before that, Lamar Jackson ended the year, except for that one uh, playoff game against the Chargers, he ended the year literally scorching earth on fire. Uh, he was running – I think he ran for, you know, two touchdowns a game and threw one for his last uh, few games, and that's why I drafted him. He ended the year on fire. He began in kind of timid, ended the year on fire. It was the opposite for uh, Daniel Jones last year. He started pretty decent. Yeah, he caught some eyes. The end of the year, he was absolutely um, awful. You can ask Michael on that. And so <laughs> I, I just don't think that Daniel Jones, I mean, he fumbles a lot. And again, you look at that lineup around him. I know Evan Ingram's a very good uh, tight end, and Saquon Barkley is probably one of the best uh, running backs in the league. Uh, but their receiving court, goal, uh, freaking Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, it's just – it makes you limp. It's not, it's not that great. Trust me. I just don't have Daniel Jones very high on my list. He's not the bottom, but he's just not very high. Uh, and Dwayne Haskins. Ooh, boy. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to last the whole year. Uh, they brought in Kyle Allen. You remember Kyle Allen, Scott. Uh, they brought in Kyle Allen because the new coach, Ron Rivera, uh, wanted to bring back his old friend. Uh, he decided against Cam Newton brought Kyle Allen instead. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah, and uh, Kyle Allen, I remember where I was talking to him talking about him last year. He's never lost. He's never <laughs> lost a game. Uh, I think in the last few weeks, though, they played a different quarterback for whatever reason, um, just to see what that quarterback had because they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. Um, and therefore, Kyle Allen's now on a different team. I don't like either of these choices. Um, I don't think – Either of them is going to start all 16 games. I don't think any of them is – either of them are going to be even in the top 25 of quarterbacks. I can guarantee it. I would bet on it that neither of those are top 25 quarterbacks. Max likes Scary Terry. Sure, I can I can get on board with that. Uh, but that's the only person on the entire Redskins offense I can get on board with. Uh, maybe Antonio Gibson, maybe later in the round or may, later in the draft. But other than that, the Redskins are deplorable, disgusting. I can't stand them. Uh, and they are really near the bottom of the barrel as far as quarterbacks are concerned. How do you feel about a shot bet? A shot bet? Oh, I'm always down for shot bet. What's so, a shot bet? I think what? that as long as he's healthy, Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback for the Redskins for every game this year. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> oh, God. As yeah. long as he's healthy. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I up your yeah. bet. Sure. I, I up your bet. Uh, oh, yeah, cheers. Uh, I up your bet to a shotgun bet. Ooh, I'd rather take a shot. 
Yeah, I'd much rather take a shot than a shot. That's shotgun. why I'm upping your. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We can do shot bet. Um, um, but that's a that's a long term. Honestly, shot to me, the, oh, the only other thing I want to say about the QBs in this division is that while Dak Prescott was number two in points fantasy last last year, never while I was watching Dak Prescott did I feel like, oh man, this guy is the number two in fantasy points this year. Like, not a single game ever. Oh, I did. It could have been the last game of fantasy, and it's like he's clearly number two. And I'd be like, I did. This guy? Nah, not that guy. There were but some like, Amari Cooper it, it plays just, in the second half of the season where I was like, holy shit. I don't know. I mean, And maybe it's just because I enjoy rooting against the Cowboys. And I've tried rooting for them. I have. It's tough. I've tried. It's tough. Yep. But – I don't know. I just never got there. And, and that's one of those things. Uh, uh, for me, as a fantasy player, you got to be able to pull away from your own instincts and play with just logic. You know? Yep. Uh-huh. Dak Prescott's a good player. There, I yep. said it. Okay. Great. Moving on to the NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you got? What do you what do you got? What do you got fantasy south? Well, I think it's very interesting. You know, this is a very interesting uh division, as it is always every year. You know, obviously NFC South is famous for uh, teams going from last to first and always uh putting up a good fight regardless in their uh division battles. I mean, obviously you got Drew Brees and the Saints. I mean in I mean fuck fucking Jameis Winston right there and you know, they, plus they got that white boy that runs it every once in a while, whatever his name is, Taysom, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's crazy. Interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting then, drafting Taysom Hill. Well, I don't, did you guys throw him into your rankings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in my rankings. I mean, okay, yeah, he's there. He's there. It's just – it's crazy to, like, see Jameis Winston's numbers up there because he technically had better numbers than Drew Brees last year, but obviously Drew Brees is going to start and, unless his recent comments have got him demoted. Who knows? Um, but (laughs) then you got the Bucks with Tom Brady and you know, that's, I mean, obviously it's Tom Brady, but he's what, 42 years old. He's on a new team for the first time ever. No, uh, no, uh, Belichick, but he does have his favorite butt buddy, uh, there with him. So that's pretty big. Um, and then I think Matt Ryan is always that question mark. Because Matt Ryan always has either has either he's amazing or he's kind of in the middle of the pack. You know, I, I, he does have the talent. It's really a matter if he has the offensive line, if he has the weapons. Uh, he, you know, I think the the signing of uh, Melvin Gordon was a uh, I don't know Broncos. Uh, they signed uh, uh, Gurley. Mm-hmm. Gurley, Gurley. Excuse me, Todd Gurley. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big help for him. I think that that's going to be pretty big. I think there's a fairly tight race because uh, Drew Brees used to be one of those top three guys for us. You know, he used to be a for sure top three pick. And now, you know, people at like eighth pick are like, oh, I might get him. Well, you're not. He's going to be going and then like fourth, fifth pick. So fuck you. But he's not really putting up the same numbers as he used to. Uh, you know, I think in order, I, I'd have to still go Drew Brees – I'm going to say Matt Ryan's going to have a better year than Tom Brady just because he's at a new place. Um, and it's just, it's since he had a, Matt Ryan had a mediocre year last year, 
he's due for a to- uh, comeback. Tom Brady's going to be And Panthers really going Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, yeah. Teddy, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then he's bringing up the rear, then, for sure. For yep. Uh, Max, what do you think? So, this is the best division in football, um, hands down. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is the best worst quarterback in any division uh, because I think the other three are top 10 quarterbacks. I'm starting it with Tom Brady, then Drew Brees, then Matt Ryan, but they're all close. Um, big thing on Tom Brady, ninth in the league in intended air yards last season. The stats weren't fantastic, but again, he was thrown to Edelman, who's often injured, Sanu, who had only been on the team for a couple of weeks, um, tight ends we've never heard of. You know, like he was trying to force a lot. He was doing a lot of the same stuff Aaron Rodgers was. Uh, first in the league last year in intended air yards was James Winston. That's the way Bruce Arians plays. So Evans, Godwin, Gronkowski, two other good tight ends, O.J. Howard and uh, Cameron Bray. Right. I think they're going to be running a lot of two, three tight ends out there on, at a time um, with only two or three receivers. And I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be pretty explosive. I would want him this year. Um, Drew Brees, incredibly accurate. Not a whole lot you have to say aside from the fact that they replaced Ted Ginn with Emmanuel Sanders, which to me is a huge upgrade. Um, Matt Ryan added Todd Gurley and Hayden Hurst at tight end to replace Austin Hooper. Um, He's already talking about in the news how much he loves Hurst. Big problem with Matt Ryan is he led the league in sacks taken last year. 48. Um, for context, that's one less than David Carr took in 2004, his third year with the Texans, and he also led the league at the time. Like it, that's a lot of sacks, man. Our O-line has problems, and they have the exact same O-line. So that's why I'm putting him there, even with the added weapons. Um, also, lowest drop percentage in the league. His receivers are incredible. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, add in Hurst. Like it's, uh, both he and Brady have – incredible receivers um as for bridgewater i like him uh, i like teddy i would be happy with him as my second quarterback dj moore robbie anderson curtis samuel um they added russell okung to protect his blind side um i mean shit just throwing the ball to mccaffrey he had 10.6 yards per attempt on play action last year that was top five in the league and now he has christian mccaffrey i understand kamara is a big deal but like Christian McCaffrey's the heart of that offense. The fact that Bridgewater can be a game manager, I think he's going to put up better numbers than he did with the Saints. And he was exceptional last year. So he doesn't hold a candle to the other three, but I still think he's a real solid quarterback. Yeah. The Tom Brady – first of all, let me start out this uh, this division. is It's the street division. Uh, NFL Street only has two players left from the game that we all – played and loved back in 03 and they're both in this division tom brady and drew Brees. uh we don't know what terrell suggs is going to do as far as retirement i know he played for the chiefs last year in the Super Bowl uh year if he stays then yes he will still be one of the renamed three players which is super impressive i mean street was what oh two oh three uh and we're talking about um you know these players still playing uh tom brady's number one uh, pretty firmly, number one. I think he should be a uh, fifth or sixth pick. If you're at the end of the first round and you're thinking, I'm going to get Tom Brady like you have in the past, which is weird because we're going from the Patriots to the Buccaneers, you're wrong. Tom Brady has 
I would say Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and maybe you guys disagree, are two of the top ten receivers in the league. No, I can agree and, with that. He 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 has a huge he has a huge ceiling. I agree. Yes. I just it's yet Right, but if you look at their running back composition, Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Dari Ogulnale, or whatever, um, they're all receiving running backs. They all remind me of exactly the way they set up on the Patriots. Uh, Rob Gronkowski and O.J. Howard, he's got a ton of weapons. And on top of that, like Max said earlier with the coaches and whatnot, Bruce Arians loves to throw. He's a throw-first guy. Um, if you put, let's yep. just say anybody, let's say uh, – Shit, I'm looking for a question. Ryan Stafford. Fitzpatrick? <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, great. I mean, yeah. If you put those people in the Buccaneers last year, I think they have amazing stats. Jameis Winston was a body in a system that threw the ball a shit ton, which is why he got I will, what, I will say Mike points. Evans' stats have gone through the roof. I feel like he's, he's – Well, Chris Goblins went through the roof. But, yes, Mike Evans did fairly well also. But those are really, really talented people. And when we're yeah. talking about the environment, the environment's there. The knowledge is obviously there. He's the starting – he's the, one of the smartest Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He's maybe the best quarterback of all time. So the only question is, is the skill still there? Is he going to be able to throw the ball with some zip? Is he going to put it in the right spot? Is he going to make the right decisions? We're talking about Tom Brady here. I think the answer is yes. So, yes, he's firmly at number one. Number two, I have Matt Ryan. I know Max said he got sacked a lot last year, but he's got some people who are growing. Julio Jones, definitely one of the top receivers in, in the league, a game changer. Um, I know he lost Hooper, but uh, but Matt Ryan's been talking about uh, his, his new tight end that he has this year as being uh, somebody that's uh, going to really, uh, you know, step up this year is going to be a sleeper tight end not going to talk about it right now on the qb podcast um but matt ryan is one of those people where he deserves to be eight nine ten he's a game changer he can win you a game on a monday night uh if you're in that sort of position you could do worse um at that pick i think matt ryan is really good drew Brees is one of those where i'm not i'm not really excited about i love drew Brees. um I just think that the Saints have totally switched when it comes to game plan. Michael Thomas's stats will tell you otherwise. I get it. Michael Thomas was had one of the best receiving years of all time last Amazing. year. Amazing. But uh, but I think that they are going a different direction as far as using Taysom Hill a lot in different spots running the ball with uh, with different running backs and getting Kamara in there and using short screens and whatnot. I don't think Breeze can be depended on to throw for those three touchdown, four touchdown games, 300 yards, 400 yards. You're going to get a lot of 200 and something yard, one touchdown, one interception games from Drew Breeze this year. Uh, I just think he's – I honestly think he's middle of the pack. Somebody's going to take him in the first round. Somebody's going to give him the first round because he would be a hell of a second quarterback. But I just think he's an end of the first round type of guy. You get down to Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a Nick Foles. Okay, he's a Nick Foles who didn't necessarily have a grip on a job before he got somewhere, got a chance to play, did really well, didn't lose any games, showed that he could be a winner, didn't put up spectacular statistics, got a starting job. 
people will like Teddy Bridgewater for those reasons, and they, they do have uh, uh, more, and uh, they have, uh, you know, obviously the best running back in the league. Robbie but, Anderson? And Robbie Anderson, yes, Robbie Just Anderson. Saying. Just yes, saying. I, I get it. They they uh, they have some playmakers, but I he is a solid middle-of-the-pack guy, and his ceiling is below the top ten. So if you're looking to have Bridgewater as a guy that's going to – like I said about Matt Ryan, when you gave on a Monday night, you're looking for somebody. You're looking up the wrong uh, tree there. So, so yeah, those, those are my rankings for the NFC South. I uh, hate to leave it, but we have to move on to our last division, the NFC West. Shedig, what do you think? I mean, obviously leading the charge is Russell Wilson. I feel like he has been – one of the only staples in the past five years, I'd say, to be a top five quarterback every year. And he has been one of the smartest guys for anybody like Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson to learn how to play um, as far as when to get down, when to get out, when to get rid of the ball, when to, when to stretch the play, when to move the pocket. Uh, he, he has been the prototype. Um, not only through his rings, but just through his way of his style of play and how, how he stays on the field. Um, he's leading the charge. For me, next is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, not necessarily by talent. Uh, he's not the most talented next guy out of the rest of the bunch, but he has the best coaching and support, I think, around him. While it is a lot of running, he gets amazing play action from it. Um, and then from there, Kyler Murray and Jared Goff, I think, are in the same boat to me. You really can't decide between them. They're both in a similar make-or-break year. Jared Goff just lost Todd Gurley, though, and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray just gained Andre Hopkins. So that will probably be the deciding factor, uh, putting Jared Goff in the basement, obviously. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, Russell Wilson, just one of those few guys to me that are still – uh, you know, just elite, and they have been for the last while. And I would still, I would still bet on him being elite this year. Again, because he's so careful with the football. He still gets rushing touchdowns. He still uh, is the main focal point of the offense. It kind of lives and breathes through him. How do you feel about the NFC West, Max? Well, uh, different than you. I'll tell you that right now. A little hot take here. Um, Kyler Murray is not going to make it out of the top five picks, I don't think. And I don't think he should. Um, I hope so, yeah. Exactly the what Huck was saying about Josh Allen a couple of years ago. Kyler Murray finished strong. Um, you know, he, he put up a big 300-yard, two-touchdown game against the Rams to close out the season. He got better as the season went on. And you think about adding DeAndre Hopkins to Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. Um, they have other wide receivers they like there. Andy Isabella and, and Keyshawn Johnson. The big thing about Kyler Murray for me, though, is that defense is bad. And I think he's going to get a little bit of a Bortles effect in a really good division. You know what I mean? Where people are coming in, they're scoring points. And yes, they've got Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds as running backs, but I think they're going to have to throw it. They're going to have to get on Kyler Murray's back. And whether they win or lose, I think he's going to put up crazy numbers. Um, like I said, I, I have the eighth pick and I, 
he's not on my board because I'm, I'm assuming he's gone. Um, after that, Russell Wilson, for what it's worth, I still think he's elite. I, I don't think he makes it to me either. I love that uh, the Seahawks added Philip Dorsett and Greg Olson. Um, that being said, Russell Wilson took a lot of sacks last year. Uh, he was right behind Matt Ryan. And part of that is him holding the ball. Um, part of that is they face a lot of blitzes because they know he can move. Still, he's elite. He's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I, it's You can set it and forget it. Um, as far as the last two, I have to scroll down. Uh, Jared Goff. Really? Been, yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff is the next best for me. Um, so, so I'm dinging him a lot. I know he's a, a good quarterback, but he led the league last season in play action passes, not yardage, but the amount of play action passes. And then he lost Todd Gurley to me that he's going to feel that I, I just, he's, they are going to have to rely on him now. There's no more. Okay. Well, he can game manage a little bit. He'll have some big games. He's got great receivers. Is that he, a bad thing? I think, you know, with somebody like Kyler Murray, I think he has the potential to carry a team, carry a game. I think the Rams have a better defense than the Cardinals, and the defense is a big reason why I like their quarterback situation. But I think when you lean on play action that much, like I think if Dak lost Zeke this year um, and some of their O-line, I think he would be somewhat exposed. I'm not saying he'd be a terrible quarterback, but I, when you lean on something that much and then lose a star, I think that's going to affect him. That, And I don't think Jared Goff was better than a 15th or 16th best quarterback to begin with. Um, even with Gurley. So, and then bringing up the rear, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, he just, he didn't do anything special last year. You know, you, you talked about how Drew Brees was not spectacular last year. Drew Brees played in like 11 games um, and outscored Jimmy Garoppolo, who played the whole damn season. Now, granted, they drafted, uh, Brandon Ayuk, I don't know, I don't know how to say his name, but they, people are really excited about that. They added Trent Williams to protect his blind side, but this is a running team. He'll he'll use a lot of play action. He did last year, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not. He's somebody that's going to end up being a bottom tier second quarterback, and I don't want him on my team. Okay. All right. So what I will say about the NFC West, and I have a little bit different take than that. Uh, Russell Wilson's head and shoulders above all these guys in this division just because yeah. uh, Russell Wilson's been a top five quarterback in our league for years. A decade. For like, <laughs> yeah, well, not a decade, but for like but close four or five like, years. But I, yeah. For like four or five years, Russell Wilson's been up there and he is not showing signs of slowing down. He's very quiet about the way he does things. But he has a lot of 30-something point games. Um, Tyler Lockett and uh, who's the – what's the rest of their, their deck yeah. card? I was just looking at it. Uh, Metcalf? Yeah, Metcalf yeah, in his second yeah. year. Uh, they, um, and they added some running backs. They added a, a little bit of running game. Um, and Philip Dorsett. They got Philip Dorsett this year. They had David Moore last year. Um that's a really, really – and their O-line's really good. They got our guy, Dwayne Brown, uh, Mikey Opati. Uh, that's a, and their defense is high. I, it, I think that the Seahawks as a whole is a really good team. Um, Russell Wilson makes 
really good decisions. Like we were talking about uh, Joe Burrow earlier. He's just one of those guys where you're watching and you go, damn, I can't believe you got out of that. Wow. Uh, he, you know, he fit that ball in after it looked like he was going to get sacked. I know Max said he took a lot of sacks. Um, but I, I think Russell Wilson is one of those guys where, you know, you're, you're missing out on the, the Deshaun Watsons, the, uh, the Lamar Jacksons, the Patrick Mahomes, the Tom Brady's. And you're like, you know, I don't know what to do with the Dax. Russell Wilson is a fine guy. I mean, he's, he brought chase to the championship last year. Um, you look at past championship teams that he's been on. He's been on a few. I mean, this guy is a winner as far as fantasy is concerned. Um, so that's why I think he's better. Kyler Murray, I agree with everything Max said. I mean, we're talking Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. A first-round pick uh, and probably two Hall of Fame wide receivers. Okay, and a guy who can run for over 500 yards. Um, it doesn't really get that much better than that. Okay, uh, he's, he's going to be good. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna probably be a top ten quarterback, like Max said. He he probably will go before eight. Um, you know he's probably gonna be in the range of Christian McCaffrey right there at at six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. What uh, is Trevor? Trevor doesn't. Trevor made the playoffs. Trevor got third place, so he's picked uh, later on. Oh, yeah, you won't be having. Yeah, right. Unless you yeah. make a big trade. Yes. Yeah, which he probably will. It's just the knock on Kyler Murray is that you see a formula, you see a formula, and how you know people are supposed to be. He's sophomore. He's going in that sophomore year. He's got all his weapons around him. He's got a coach that uh, that you know seems to be you know positioned to help him get to the top fantasy echelon. But can he just – you just plug them in without even, uh, you know, looking at their actual character, looking at them, or you just saying, look at this guy, look at everything, everything adds up, you know? I don't think you can actually do that. I've watched uh, Kyler Murray play, and he is very, very good. I just don't know if he can be better than, let's just say, Deshaun Watson this year, or Lamar Jackson for that much, for that matter. Um, we'll have to see, but again – you can't I don't go think wrong. He's quite there yet. Well, I mean, we'll have to see, but you can't go wrong with Hopkins, Fitzgerald, Kirk. Like I said, it, it toddlers can throw to these three guys, um, and and it's it'll probably be a pretty good year for Kyler Murray. Moving on to the third, Jared Goff is far above Jimmy Garoppolo. Jared Goff, uh, like Max said, it's going to be interesting. It could be addition for uh, uh, by subtraction, just because of the loss of. Todd Gurley, Daryl Henderson's going to take over a better receiving quarterback in my eyes, running back in my eyes. Uh, Woods and Cup on the outside. Uh, they still have decent tight ends, but I think he can still put up 4,000 yards if you really want, and then 25-plus touchdowns. I think this guy can really be one of those top echelon uh, quarterback twos, maybe even the back-end quarterback one. Um, so I think Goff's going to be somebody that you look at in the – top of the second round, middle of the second round, and somebody's going to be really happy with that person, uh, with him right there. Uh, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo made some good plays. Jimmy Garoppolo was serviceable. 
but Jimmy Garoppolo was not somebody that I, I that I was in shock and awe of watching him play. I think he is, gosh, along the lines of Daniel Jones as far as watching him play. A Sam Darnold, maybe, uh, right in that range. Uh, he's just not somebody that blows my mind. I mean, that team is built on the run and defense. 49ers built on the run and defense. Uh, if you're drafting him, uh, you're watching the 49ers play on Monday night, which you will because the 49ers are a great team. You're going to be watching on Monday night uh, and you're down by 30 points. I wouldn't exactly be confident in winning. So any yeah. other thoughts that you have on the NFC West before we go on to our last segment? No. No. I'm interested. That's good. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. So we've got a little quick segment here before we close out. Uh, Give me two people that you say, please don't be on my team. People that you do not want to draft, but will draft if you are forced to shed it. Uh, guys, I guess, uh, Derek Carr and, uh, uh, I, I guess Philip Rivers since you guys going to start. Yeah. Cause then it was the main, the main thing to me that deciding factor is I would have to get the backup kind of thing. I feel like I would have to get the backup. Hmm. I don't think you'll have to get the backup Matt? for Philip Rivers. Because he's gonna, they're gonna hurt. Max. So my two, please don't be on my team. So these are guys that I would draft, but God, something went wrong if I did. Um, would probably be Jared Goff or Joe Burrow. Um, my really? reason is so. It's not that I think Jared Goff isn't worthy as being a number two quarterback. I don't think I wouldn't want him in the middle of the second round, and that's the only way I'm getting him. So if, if I'm taking Jared Goff in the second round, I think I really fucked up planning. And I, I But you're really happy with him if he drops you in the third. If he, oh, if he drops really, me in the third, I'm happy with him. But that's I not really a please don't be on my team. I don't think he's I don't think he makes it to the third. I think if if I take him, he's in the second. There's a zero percent chance in my mind that the eighth overall pick in the third round, Jared Goff's available. Um, see, I've see sat I next said, to Max drafts. No, that's how he drafts. He's like, damn it. I have to draft this guy because he's here. So no, I understand that. That's a good answer. Neil Neil did this last year. Neil was the, the poster boy for this last year. He had to get Gurley. He had to get Le'Veon Bell because people kept passing on him, passing on him, passing on him. The thing is, when I say please don't be on my team, it means this person got to a certain point, and if they're on my team, I'm not going to be happy about it. No matter where when I get them, I'm not going to be happy about it. But I was forced to take them. Okay, with that prompt, it would be Joe Burrow, which I'm standing by. I just I think he's going to get the shit kicked out of him this year. Okay. And Daniel Jones, just because similar reasons. Uh, they beefed up their O-line. That's good. He could be good, but I think if he's my second quarterback or even my third, something went wrong. So uh, my please don't be on my team is Daniel Jones also. Uh, one of those where it's like, Dang, Daniel Jones is really dropping. We're in our fourth round here. Um, I've, you know, I don't have a quarterback or I've picked running backs and, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, shit, Daniel Jones is best available. 
I'm going to have to to take him. That's one of my nightmares. Uh, please don't make me take Daniel Jones. And the next one is going to be Minch too. Uh, if I'm sitting there in the sixth round and I'm really thirsting for a, a quarterback and I don't want one of those who is fighting for his job, because right now, unless something crazy happens, Minch too has the job. And he is the worst quarterback in my on my rankings that has the job. There are some people where you take gambles, they're going into the camp fighting for their job. Minshew has the job. So you don't have to worry about that. He's just not good. So it'd be Jones and Minshew. So next, two people that most definitely will not be on your team, Shetty. I think we're going to lead the charge with Kyler. No, not Kyler Murray. I'd like that. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I, I want him. Yeah. As you guys can see, Shattuck is progressively having more martinis and smoking more blunts. Yeah. Third, third martini, second blunt. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins Jr. Uh, right, yeah, give me that, two. The Utah, Redskins, give me two. Anything to do with the Redskins offense, basically. I don't care who you are. You're not going to be on my team. What about Kyle? Uh, may, maybe Scary Terry, but only if it's like Quarterback podcast. Pick, and there's a starting wide receiver of the Redskins. Quarterback podcast. We're on a quarterback podcast. <laughs> the next it's guy that definitely not be on my team is Patrick Mahomes. Because he will be drafted <laughs> way too high. That's too bad. I'm sure Valerie's going to be pissed. Uh, yeah, she's already pretty upset. I told her. she ever saying. get you that jersey or no? Yeah, it's somewhere. Probably lost. <laughs> got, probably got Except, lost in the mail. Yeah. Still in China. But, you know, okay. I think All right. uh, those are the guys definitely not be on my team. Max, what do you, uh, who are your two? So Philip Rivers will definitely not be on my team. Um, hmm. So I thought Shedig's take about how Jacoby Brissett would actually be better for the Colts than Philip Rivers this year is interesting. I think Jacoby Brissett is underrated. Um, we'll have to see how Rivers does. I think Jacoby Brissett could win nine games, ten games with the Colts because the surrounding talent is that good. I could see Phillip Rivers cratering. God, I drafted him last year, and he just – he can't throw. He can't put the ball on them anymore. Like, he can – it's little ten-yard, like, wet noodle have you, have you ever witnessed his throwing motion? It's not a true uh, shoulder throwing motion. It's more of a – more of a full body heave, more like a shot foot. Yeah. Uh, well, he just doesn't have it anymore. At least last year he didn't. Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he's different this year. He won't be on my team because of that and fuck the Colts. Um, <laughs> so, so there it is. Another that's, how you win, that's how you win fantasy championships. Fuck right. yeah. the Colts. Trust uh, me, I, I spent like eight years doing that. Fuck this team. Fuck that team. <laughs> listen, it hasn't hurt me. I stopped, I won. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't hurt me in the regular season so far. So fuck the Colts. I'm okay. I'll never draft a Colts quarterback. Good, good luck with that. No, actually, so, you know what? Stick with that. I need more people like you. <laughs> the second quarterback that will not be on my team is another one that I drafted last year, Sam Darnold. Part of it is that he's bad at football, and part of it is that he's <laughs> players that he has to throw to are also bad at football. So there's, I, I, I yeah, would Jets choose, sucks. I would choose one Various of those quarterbacks that doesn't have a job, but I think that's a cop out. So of people that we know are starters, those are the two that will. You won't draft Cam Newton. 
Well, if no, if, if Cam Newton is if, on a team, I'll draft him. I'll draft him right, right away. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, oh, you want to draft? Is, is there uh, any other big big name uh, free agent other than Cam Newton out there? Colin Kaepernick. Ooh, no, but I, I mean, uh, a person <laughs> that teams that are actually consider like signing. Uh, no, not not really. So. No. Uh, those okay. XFL guys. I'm just wondering. Uh, he's Walker. the last one. Or is he the backup? He, I, I assume it's because he he's signed. asking for like twenty million. Nobody's like, no, I'll give you like five hundred. <laughs> well, Drew Stanton is out there. Oh my! Uh, Bortles is a Ram, right? I don't think so. That's not what Spotrack is telling me, but I could be wrong. Backup quarterback for the Rams is John Wolford. Shit. Damn, somebody needs to draft Bortles. When when Jared Goff gets injured this year, everyone is going to rush to find Bortles, and they're going to have to pull a uh, – uh, what's his name? The the guy who was back up for the Panthers last year. We couldn't – where everybody's like, who the fuck is the Panthers' backup quarterback? That's what John Wolford is going to be. And then Jared Goff – Kyle gonna, Allen. Shut it go. Kyle Allen. Yeah. So Jared Goff is going to get hurt for one play, and people are going to be like, oh, fuck, i got to pick up John Wolford. And no, it was Gardner Minshew last year. Oh, yeah, when, when Foles got hurt and Neil was in the pool and he said, who's the backup? No one else the backup. And yeah, we were like, that's Gardner Minshew. When, when you said like, oh, I want to have a beach draft. I was like, man, if it's your pick and you're in the water, you're fucked. That pick <laughs> is going like, to get down. Laminate, yeah. laminate some draft <laughs> research, you know? It'll still it'll be lost in the ocean. Lost yeah, in the fishies. Lost <laughs> Uh, so the people that I definitely won't have on my team are a little less aspicuous. Uh, Foles, Trubisky. I'm not gonna touch. Wait, 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 wait. Aspicuous. Can we? Conspicuous. Sorry, I've had a few. There he is. There he is. Uh, Foles, Trubisky. Uh, does I'm not gonna touch the Bears' offense this year. It's just I know a lot of people are excited about Allen Robinson, Montgomery, and all those little weapons around him. I'm just not going to do it. I can really honestly see a first half full, second half, like, of a game. First half full, second half Trubisky starting the next week, you know, coach going in saying, I don't know who's going to start. He starts Trubisky, second half falls. It's just it's just one of those messes where you're like, not only can either of these starts, pe- people start, but they might just mix it up in game because they suck so bad. Uh, and Drew Locke. I'm going to talk shit about Drew Locke until he's out of the league. I can't stand Drew Locke. I think that the Broncos is such a good situation, and he's just ruining it. Um, I don't think he's very talented at all. And whoever drafts him, please try to prove me wrong. But he's just not good at all, and he will not be on my team. I don't care if it's the last round or if there's a fire, Drew Locke will not on my team all right guys thank you for staying with us for damn two hours that was a nice little two-hour podcast let's hope that the other positions aren't like this but again qb is the most important uh position in our league so we wanted to put this together for you uh please join us next week when we all get together and have chase our champion join us for running back segment of uh the gridiron podcast i want to say thank you for me max yes thank you (laughs) thank you shedding 
Thank you for very much for having me on. It was great to be back. And of course, I agree 100% that quarterbacks are the most important position, not only in the NFL, but in our league and in more leagues, just like you're saying, that are doing a super flex position. So great podcast, you guys. Great to talk some football. Yeah, and I will see y'all next week. Same day, same time. See you then. Just